Takiwatanga in his, her, their own time and space. Being cool. The kids that are in his class that have autism, super cool. Autism's about a different perspective on life. And once you've met one autistic person, you've met one autistic person. There is nothing wrong with having autism, you know. The hardest thing with autism and intellectual disability and that is sometimes accepting it. They bring change. They are non-judgmental. Being different ways to thinking. I'm autistic. If you don't look autistic, it is a very ableist statement. Autism is a label. Forget the label and just live as normal life as possible. Autism is about hope. Takiwatanga. Love Not Cure, exploring autism one strength at a time. Going to the GP, asking the GP what do you think? Oh, I'm not sure. Going to one paediatrician, telling me there's nothing wrong with him. I'm just an old mother and an older mother, so I'm worried. Going to another, uh, uh, going to back to the GP, saying my, my daughter is his age, she doesn't act like this. You're right, there's something wrong. Let's go to another paediatrician. Coming out of the other paediatrician in tears, such a bad prognosis. You know, this child will never walk, will never talk. You, know, you should think about putting him into a home, suggesting a home for me and everything. Um, I'd driven in the car with Matthew, so distraught, I couldn't get the car. I couldn't get in the car, I got a taxi home. Walked in the door, my husband looked at me, I was crying. I was, he's something like he's autistic. We didn't even know what autism was. Up till Matthew being diagnosed, I can honestly say I, I know about five sentences about autism. And but then once he was diagnosed, we read, read and read, you know. Yeah. But most of it was from America and stuff like that. You know, nothing really about New Zealand. We did that. We, we were sad that we had to do that as a family. But we said, okay then. And then that was the first time that I went to the paediatrician and he suggested going on medication. And I really was not happy about going the road down to medication. But Matthew was not sleeping. So he was very hyperactive. He wasn't able to be controlled at school um, for hitting and stuff like that. So Mandy, who was at school, who was a special ed teacher, she came with me to see a paediatrician who specialised in children like Matthew, and we um, put him on medication. Is that for his ADHD? ADHD, he was very, very hyperactive. I mean, he only slept three or four hours a night. Put Matthew in the car and just go for a drive. It's three or four in the morning. And Pack and Save was open during those during, during uh, 24 hours. So we'd go to Pack and Save, we'd get you a drink yes. and some lollies, because he didn't eat much. And um, he would drink and have lollies, and then he'd fall asleep. And then we would wait, then we'd park it maybe, not every day, but sometimes we would just park it at the at maybe Princess Beach, and he would sleep and I would sleep. And then we'd come home at, at 6 or 7 in the morning. That's the second time I've heard about like driving the autistic yeah. in, yeah, in car. Yeah. That's the second time. Is yeah. it effective? It's very effective. Well, it was effective for us because either we're staying home and the whole family was awake at four o'clock, three or four o'clock. Didn't seem right because my husband's a fisherman. He was going out at three or four anyway. So, um, yeah, so we, we decided that I did, you know, we just did what suited our family and that suited us, you know. But once Matthew was on the medication, um, he'd calmed down quite a bit. And it, it was good. I mean, I. I really did not want to go down the route of medication, but at the end of the day, I thought this is how it's going to have to work. And, and, and we went to the medication, so eventually he got going, he, after the three, once he calmed down with the medication, he was managed, he was more able to be controlled. He went to school from nine to three. Yeah, and that was good for him, that was good for us. 
I heard about the fishing. Did you go fishing with your dad? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. 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 And you like to throw rocks at you. I like to throw rocks. Yeah, at the sea. <laughs> yeah. Have, yeah. Have you caught any fish? No. No. <laughs> no. Probably not. And then the police came and took him down to the police station. Waited for a phone call. <laughs> the thing is that I thought my husband had him. My husband thought I had him. And then when I called everyone for dinner, no one had him. <laughs> <laughs> and I, where's Matthew? Where's Matthew? You know, I mean, he gave us so many frights over the years. I remember one morning getting up, he wasn't in his bed, and I thought, oh, God, where is he? And we lived on the parade in this time, and I looked out the gate, and the bus had stopped outside our gate. I thought, oh my God, he's smashed underneath the bus. And then the goal was always that he was going to get the bus to Einstein back on his own. So he'd been going to Einstein for about two terms, and I said, this term, Matthew, we're going to learn how to get the bus. So we learned how to get the bus. So I would watch him get the bus and I'd follow him. You follow on a separate car? Or? On the car, on the car, oh, okay. yeah, on the car, yeah. Anyway, we were up to about our third week and I was still following him. And he got off at Wellington High. I thought, oh, he's doing this really well. And the bus driver got off the bus too. And he said to me, look here, lady, I've watched you for three weeks following your son. I think you're the one <laughs> that needs to grow up and leave the boy alone. <laughs> so since then, I didn't follow him. And then, um, and then there was a little girl, a young lady up the road that she lived in the same street as us. And I just said to her, just make sure that Matthew gets the bus home every day. And she would just discreetly keep an eye on him and sit with him. And then he learned to get yeah. So he learned to go to Wellington High on his own when he was about, um, how old were you at Wellington High? About 14. About 14. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he'd been two years at home as well. Yeah, and then he learned how to go. To, and so the next transition, of course, is when he went to World Tech to learn how to get the bus from Island Bay to the railway station, railway station to Waltec. And he went there for two years and he learnt quite a bit. And, they were, and he was still, he had started doing the work experience at the supermarket, which was really good. So Waltec was Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Wednesday was a day off. And that's when he would go to the supermarket. And he really enjoyed that. And he learnt to get the bus to the supermarket and back. And he really enjoyed that. And then um, once he, um, by the time he'd finished Waltec, you know, they'd also, they'd, they said to him, you know, he can start work. He went to, he hadn't started working, um, paid work then, so he went to Maranga and learnt and stayed there. And they, Maranga was teachers and skills, you know, for life, life skills. And um, then once he got the job at um, supermarket, he would just go to Maranga on the days or on the times that he wasn't at the supermarket. Set the shelves and do the packing bags and the checkout counter and Clean the, clean the kitchen dishes and the kitchen staff room and clean the sanitise with the baskets and uh, do the, the stacking shelves and doing... What about cardboard? I did the cardboard. Messes into recycling big time. Um, he loves um, recycling. In, into the recycling. Yeah, and stacks the cardboard and stuff like that. So he yeah. works, um, what days do you work Matthew? Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Well, having four older boys, I think the secret to, you know, boys are pretty rowdy. The sport, <laughs> the sport, sport was a thing to be doing. <laughs> you know? So, you know, as soon as they could like literally walk, <laughs> they were into cricket and into into soccer. 
um, being Italian soccer is really, you know, the in thing. So the, always, the boys always play. I mean, I remember Saturday morning having Matthew, six months old, the, Joe seemed to go always fishing on a Saturday morning because, you know, you have to go with the weather. So I'll have Matthew on one hip, the four other boys in the back seat, I'll go to Karori, to Island Bay, and I'd just run around the soccer field, hardly even watch a game because I was so busy picking one up and dropping the other one off. But, um, yeah, so I think we got Matthew into sport because he was very hyperactive and I was um, and a friend of mine sent me a text who had she's got a special two special needs children and she said to me, um, Matthew um, Matthew would probably benefit from um, going to Special Olympics. So and um, when we'd heard about a hip hop group that they were it wasn't Special Olympics, it was just a group of mothers with a hip hop group together. And so Matthew joined the hip hop group this well Matthew got a lot of love, a lot of understanding, a lot of caring. Um, his four older brothers and his dad, they, no one ever, ever complained about this little kid. I mean, we used to go out for dinner every week, and at the one stage we couldn't go to dinner any, everywhere. Because um, I remember once we went to Valentine's restaurant, and he just went there and <laughs> put all the food on the floor, and stuff like that, you know. So we were never going anywhere. If we had a family wedding, one of us would stay home and look after Matthew, and then they would go to the wedding with the kids, you know, and that's what it got like. But the goal was always that Matthew was going to be a part of everything it was going to take more time yeah. and that you know so when my sister came back from overseas and was going to get married she said to me oh um, I want Matthew to be page boy autumn's a label but you need to forget the label and just live as normal life as possible and then things might take a bit more time but I honestly think that you eventually get there yeah and I think that's what you know you've got to give hope to people I think yeah autism is about hope about making sure that you give your very best to your child and um, yeah and then in return they'll do everything they can they'll do what they're capable of if they're not capable of something they'll let you know you step down a level and you start again um, there was times when I thought oh Matthew's never going to be able to do this but no he was surprised us every time you know then I'd go back and forget about it for six months then I'd go like he can read he can write I don't think he's going to be able to read and write he, he reads labels he, he's very good at keeping things in order and stuff like that. I mean, when they were changing the supermarket round, I was really worried because he's got a photographic memory, so he remembered where everything was. Then they had to relearn everything, and which was really good. Um, and he's relearned everything. He's